Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback? Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within, combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. Extra 1063 would like to welcome you home. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show with Jim Niarcos and Dan Watkins, only on Extra 1063 FM. Welcome to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Niarcos. Want to thank you for tuning in. We're here every Saturday morning at 9 with a different subject matter expert, a different topic on giving you tips and advice how to make a good consumer decision, save money, and not get ripped off. Protect yourself. And uh, this week is is no exception. We're welcoming back a, not 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 only a former guest but a very old friend. Uh, he's not that old, but I've known him a long time. I'm older than him, but he's he's uh, he's been interviewed on national TV and newspapers countless times. He's hosted radio and TV shows. He's a seven time seventeen time best selling author. He's a civic leader and nationally recognized safety advocate. He is Georgia's own super lawyer, and what I like to say, Marvel has a Black Panther, Atlanta has Gary Martin Hayes. Gary, <laughs> welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show. Jim, thanks for having me. Always great to, to see you. You've been a friend for a very long time, so th- this is a pleasure. Well, it's 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 nice to have. I know you got a lot on your plate, and it just it makes us feel good. You take time to come in here, and and I know our audience appreciates it. But uh, we 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 covered some safety issues last time you were here. This time, this week, we want to talk about workers' comp. A lot of people don't understand about workers' comps, their rights, and, and, and w- what they need to know. And I guess we'll start off right off the bat with what is workers' compensation, Gary Martin Hayes? Yeah, great question. And I tell you, Jim, this is one of the most misunderstood areas of the law. Everybody assumes, oh, my God, if they're a business owner, uh, my employee got hurt on the job, they're going to sue me. Well, you can't right. do that under under comp. Right. In a nutshell, workers' comp is kind of a catch-all protective system that's going to help a worker that is injured on the job. They're going to get benefits, and the employer is not going to be sued. Okay, so want to get that out there. That's the most important part. It is really an employee benefit that the employer provides. Mm -hmm. All right. And what have you found most employers' attitude is about providing that benefit? Are they all pretty straight, or are they looking to always cut corners. Yeah, too many times I I think employers take the approach, oh my God, I'm going to be sued because they don't have an understanding of what the workers' compensation system is. Mm -hmm. Um, Give you a little background here, if I may, on on, on the whole workers' comp system to to, to better put that in, in light for everyone. Before 1920, if a worker was injured on the job, they had to sue the employer 
to get any kind of medical benefits, any kind of lost wages. Right. You can imagine the cost that it took for the employer or the employee rather to be able to bring that lawsuit. Of course, yeah. The time that it took to get to trial, actually hiring an attorney, going to trial, getting the verdict. The employer had no idea in, in no range as to what that verdict may be. So they could have a verdict that could bankrupt the company. Sure. So in 1920, the legislature said, look, we need to make sure that the employee doesn't have that waiting period to get benefits. We also need to make sure that the employer has a protection, that they can't be sued. So what we're going to do is pass a law that says if an employer has three or more employees, you have to have workers' compensation insurance. You have to have it. But because we're forcing the employers to have this benefit for injured workers, we're going to limit the amount of benefits and the types of benefits. Mm -hmm. So it works for both the employer and the employee. And it's not something where if someone hurt on a job, it falls back on society. But as an employee, I can't necessarily count on the blind faith that I need to do with this myself. What is the legal profession's role in making sure this gets done right and everybody's protected on both sides of the fence? It's making sure the insurance company and sometimes the employers behave. And by that, I mean, from the insurance company perspective, they are not here. They're going to act like your long lost aunt or uncle saying, I'm here to help you. But they are a for-profit business. So if you don't know about a benefit, they're not going to come knocking on your door. Hey, hey, guess what? Here's something else I owe you. Right. right. So you need someone that, that knows the law, knows what your rights and what the insurance company's responsibilities are. From the employer standpoint, those that are shady, they're going to try and say, you know, you weren't an employee. You're an independent contractor. You weren't doing work for me at the time. You were on an errand on your own trying right. to find defenses to defeat the claim because they're afraid they're going to get sued. Again, which you can't under work. And that's where the the attorney comes in to try to protect it. Right. Now, uh, talk about the uh, different kinds of uh, benefits the injured worker can receive under workers' comp in Georgia. Yeah, and getting back to saying the the benefits are Mm -hmm. limited, and they really, really are. Mm -hmm. You know, people have have heard all the insurance companies' advertisements out there or, or some of the propaganda. Oh, my God, you know, they're hurt on the job. They're, they're going to sue for millions. You can't do that under Georgia law. Right. Every state's going to be different, but under Georgia law, there are three types of benefits an injured worker can receive. First is wages. If the injured worker is out more than seven days, they're going to get two-thirds of their wages during the period of disability. And there is a cap. The person could be earning, say, $2,000 a week, but under workers' comp, the most they're going to get for accidents after July 1 of this year is $725 per week. Mm -hmm. So the second category of benefits is medical treatment. Anything and everything the authorized treating physician under workers' comp says is necessary to diagnose a problem, to effect a cure, to provide relief, the insurance company has to pay for it, regardless of cost. So I always tell my clients, the last thing I want to hear is a doctor saying, you know what, there's this test or there's this procedure I think you need. I just don't think I can get the insurance company to pay for it. I tell them, you tell the doctor to be the doctor. If you think this patient needs it, write a prescription. Let me be the lawyer and I'll get the insurance company to pay for it. The last thing I want is an insurance company cutting corners, cutting costs for their benefit to the detriment of my client. And the third and final category of benefits is a, a fancy uh, term or terms permanent partial disability. What that essentially means is at some point down the road, when the injured worker gets as well off as they're going to get, 
they may never get back to 100%. So they're only 90% mm-hmm. of what they were before the accident happened. Under the COMP Act, the uh, doctor will use the American Medical Association guidelines to evaluate that percentage of impairment based upon that impairment. There's an additional sum of money they have to pay them. But outside those three benefits, wages while they're out, two-thirds of it, medical treatment, and that disability rating, that is it. There's no provision for pain and suffering, emotional suffering, scarring, disfigurement. I mean, I'll tell you just a, a case to, to show you how bad it can be. I had a gentleman, African-American gentleman, was working at a paint plant. He had muriatic acid spray all over his upper torso and face. You can imagine that the discoloration, that the scarring, the disfigurement sure. that came out of there. He got wages while he was out. He was able to receive medical treatment, but there was no disability rating because it did not affect his function, his ability to see, hear, any of that. It was just cosmetic. Right, right. So that was it. Thankfully, we were able to get him some psychiatric counseling that he needed right? and were able to get it resolved for a fair figure. But uh, the the idea of runaway juries or, or verdicts in workers' comp, it is not a reality because you're limited to those three benefits, wages, medical, and that disability rating, and that's it. Now, would it be a fair question to for you to go into how do you calc- how do they calculate those wage benefits? Yeah, what they do, they will take the thirteen weeks of paychecks before the accident. They add up those thirteen weeks. They divide by thirteen. That becomes the average weekly wage. And under comp, they get two thirds of that. So, say the average weekly wage is nine hundred. Two thirds of that would be six hundred, mm-hmm. and that is non taxable. To the injured worker, and it's paid by the workers' comp insurance company. I see. And if a person's on 100% commission or something like that, and maybe they had a slow past 13 weeks, it's to their detriment, or do they look at it? It's yeah. unfortunately to their detriment. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering about that. And you said the maximum benefit is 725 per week? Correct. And okay. here's another unfortunate part about workers' comp again, talking about the limited types of benefits and limited amounts. There are no cost of living increases, no cost of living adjustments. I still have clients, their cases have not settled because it's not in their best interest because right. of their continuing medical treatment, but they're right. getting $225 a week. Wow. Oh, it oh has not been adjusted for inflation or, or cost of living. Oh, but Well, how, how does an injured worker get medical treatment under workers' comp? What do they have to, can they go to their doctor or do they go great to a panel of doctors or how does that work? Yeah, great question. Again, if the employer has three or more employees, they have to have workers' comp insurance, and they have to post in a conspicuous place, oftentimes in the break room, Mm -hmm. a pink poster. It's called a panel of physicians. There have to be six doctors on that panel, and the injured worker is able to pick from one of those six. This is one of those areas where the employers, the insurance companies, don't abide by the law. They either don't post the panel or they don't post a valid one. By that, I mean they may just have two doctors up there. Right. If it's less than six, the injured worker is free to select the physician of their choice, and the insurance company has to pay for it. So we always want to get a copy of that panel. I always advise my clients, take your cell phone into your break room, find that panel, assuming it's posted. If it's not, take pictures showing it's not posted. But if it is, take a picture of it and send it to me. Because by law, they have to have six doctors on there. No more than two industrial clinics. And these industrial clinics are are insurance 
stock in the box kind mm-hmm. of things mm-hmm. that approach the case as far as I'm concerned as long as everything's attached nothing's broken nothing's bleeding you're fine go back to work right. but they can't have more than two of the six as industrial clinics one has to be an orthopedic surgeon not an orthopedist but an orthopedic surgeon mm-hmm. one has to be a minority physician which can include female or, or uh, any non-Caucasian race, but they have to have six. If they don't, the employee is free to select the physician of their choice. Now, you can imagine why insurance companies put doctors on these panels. Sure, They're going to select doctors that are not going to be patient advocates. They're, some of them are good. Some of them, if there's a, a, a toss-up, they're yeah. going to slant things in favor of the insurance company. That yeah. way they can get... Repeat business, they can get on more and more panels and and get referrals that way. Hold that thought. We're up against a break. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the All Four Seasons Home Show. And this week we have super lawyer Gary Martin Hayes giving you all the 411 on workers' comp. And believe me, you better not go away because this is all going to protect you. You never know what's going to come down your road. We'll be right back after this break. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show with your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearkus, and I just want to remind you to download the Extra 106.3 FM app on your smartphone where you can stream live 24-7 anywhere. You don't need to be by a radio. Uh, it's, it's really, re- really very convenient to have that app. Uh, we're also simulcast if you're listening to us on Extra 106.3 FM and, the, and the, the signal's a little weak outside the perimeter, go to 1230 AM because we're on there at the same time. You can also check out our podcasts on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Every show all year long is on the podcast. And we're also on the Extra 106.3 FM website under the All Four Seasons Home Show with every show we've done. And, and I mean, we've done a topic, you name it, we've done the topic. So... And we always have the best, most respected, established, and honest businesses and firms here on the All Four Seasons Home Show, so we don't steer you wrong. 
and today is no exception. Uh, uh, we bring back with us a former guest and a very old friend who's taken time to be with us, and all he cares about is helping you, and that's super lawyer Gary Martin Hayes. Gary, um, I know we were, we were talking about, uh, we're talking today about workers' comp, and um, w- let me ask you this. What if the injured worker wants to pick their own doctor? They want to choose their doctor. How, how do they do that, or can they do it? Great question. If the employer doesn't have a panel of physicians, they're free to select the doctor of their choice. If the employer does have a valid panel, if the injured worker has received wage checks, meaning workers' comp wage checks, within 120 days from the last receipt of those wage checks, they're entitled to a one-time exam with the doctor of their choice, and the insurance company has to pay for it. So... Yeah, they, they can get their medical treatment paid. Yes, it will be covered under workers' comp. Yes, if they do have a valid panel, they have to treat with a workers' comp doctor. But you still are entitled, if you have wage checks, to another doctor that you select that can come in and give an independent opinion after an evaluation, examination, and say, this is what I think. And that's extremely helpful in these cases to sometimes counter the insurance slanted doctors. They want to position something, say, I don't think that uh, surgery is necessary. We get them to another doctor that most definitely it's necessary. And if somebody that's independent from the workers' comp system, somebody that's there as a patient advocate that's got you know clear perspective on this, no vested interest from the insurance company paying them, they're going to give it the, the straight skinny on, on what it is, what needs to be done. And then we can sometimes ask for a change of physician to that doctor. So the independent medical exam is an invaluable asset. And the if there worker. is a conflict of opinion, how is that resolved? Sometimes at a hearing. Other times at a mediation where we can get together and, and, and talk with a third party to, to try to negotiate a resolution. So the final benefit is a permanent partial disability benefit? And what is that? Yeah, there is a point in time where somebody's going to get as well off as you're going to get it from the, the injury. The doctor's done all they can do. Mm-hmm. They're never going to get back to 100%. Right. But say it's a, it's a shoulder injury. If they lose so much in range of motion, flexion, extension, the treating doctor will use the American Medical Association guidelines to the evaluation of permanent impairments. It's a fancy guide that has out all these tables. It says you lose this amount of flexion, this amount of extension, you get this percentage of disability. There's a formula based on that percentage where the insurance company has to pay an additional sum of money. Now, what if it goes, does it, does it ever go to like a jury trial? There are no juries under workers' comp, Oh, period. Yeah. There is an administrative law judge, and, and here's the, the interesting twist on that. The only time the administrative law judge has jurisdiction over the case is when there is an issue in dispute. Either the insurance company is not providing wages or medical treatment, or there's a dispute about whether or not the medical treatment is reasonable and necessary, or from the employer and the insurance company's perspective, say the injured worker is offered a job within their restrictions and the injured worker just says, nah, I'm not going to go back and try it. Then they can ask for a hearing to have the benefits suspended. But there's no jury. There's just one administrative law judge that, that will oversee different counties. I see. Well, um, let's talk about a subject that's a little more morbid, more sad. Uh, yeah. What about death benefits? For example, the worker is killed while on the job. What kind of benefits can the family recover? Yeah, this is one of the most difficult conversations you have to have mm-hmm. with someone. If the injured worker is killed on the job, 
or they have an accident and later die because of those injuries, then death benefits are going to be awarded. If it's just a spouse, then you have to prove that the spouse was dependent upon the other spouse for living expenses, what have you. There's a presumption that they're completely dependent and they're going to get benefits. If the spouse had children, then she's going to get benefits and she's going to hold some of those benefits for the for the uh, children. Okay, yeah. But if there is no spouse or no children, then the parents of that deceased employee are able to get benefits if they can prove that that deceased employee contributed to the household finances, that they were financially dependent on that child. Uh, Here's the the sad part. If there are no survivors, no spouse, no children, no parents, then the most that the insurance company has to pay on this claim is only $10,000 to the benefit of the State Board of Workers' Compensation. Hmm. That's it. Wow. That's it. And again, from a, a benefit standpoint, they have to continue paying the benefits during the the period of time that that spouse is totally dependent. But if the spouse remarries or if the spouse cohabitates in what the law calls a meretricious relationship, which essentially living together while being intimate with another person, or the surviving spouse turns 65, or the the surviving spouse passes away, those benefits are going to stop. But those benefits are only paid for a 400-week time period. That's it. I see. So say the the person, uh, their average weekly wage and and their workers' comp rate was $600. It's $600 a week to that surviving spouse for 400 weeks. That's it. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, when I'm I'm listening to all this, it's it's quite informative, and it it, it makes everyone realize, and you folks listening out there, you better get a, a good workers' comp attorney involved here because it, there's a lot, there's a lot of if ands and buts to this. There are so many minefields, and the insurance company, as I said earlier, they're not going to go out of their way to let you know about your rights, their responsibilities, and there's certain forms you have to file too. Mm-hmm. That if the injured worker doesn't <clears throat> file it in a timely fashion, they've waived everything. I see. So my advice is there is no harm in asking for help. At least go and consult with an attorney that does this kind of work day in, day out. They'll let you know, hey, these are things that that we can do for you. If not us, please call somebody, somebody that specializes in this stuff day in, day out. A good rule of thumb, go to the website, see if they are recognized as an expert in this arena. What about a spouse with kids? You want to touch on that? I know you have some, um, when, when a spouse has kids, what the kids are entitled to? Or... Yeah, the, the spouse can still get benefits on behalf of the child, and it's divided equally between mm-hmm. the spouse and the children. But the dependent child's benefits will stop when they reach 18, unless they are enrolled in a full-time school or they're mentally incapable mm-hmm. of uh, earning a living. Or they can get it up until age 22, provided they are attending a post-secondary institute. So it's kind of similar to Social Security benefits in a way, right, as far as the kids, yeah. Okay, what defenses do I have uh, as an employer if someone's bringing a workers' compensation claim to me that I feel is kind of has holes in it? (laughs) Yeah. This gets back to the the, the most important point that I would love for employers to, to keep in mind. 
workers comp is a benefit mm-hmm. for your employees please look at it like mm-hmm. that God forbid they get hurt on the job. You at least know they're going to be taken care of, and you're not going to be sued. The injured worker cannot sue you. So there is protection for you. But there are defenses to the employer. Say the injured worker is hurt while horsing around. Right, they're just right. you know playing. That's Negligence, not benefiting yeah. the employer. Mm-hmm. So that is not going to be covered under workers' comp. Horseplay is not covered. Say the injured worker doesn't file a claim in a timely fashion. Georgia law says if you're hurt on the job, the injured employee has 30 days to report the accident and injury. And that's a long time. That's reasonable. It is. Because if you're hurt, you should be reporting it the same day, right? Yeah. No, no, there's or the cert- next day or so, yeah. There, there's certain exceptions to that. Say uh, the person's incapacitated, they're hospitalized right. for two months. That's going to be excused. But the 30-day timeline is there to protect the worker. You may have hurt yourself on, on a Friday and think, ah, I'm, I'm going to be okay. But come Monday, you can't get out of bed. Right. Then you're still within a time period to, to yeah. go ahead and notify them. You know, willful misconduct. Say the employee willfully, they're, they're out chopping wood for the benefit of the employer. And they say, you know what, I'm going to try and get comp. And they cut their toe off. That's not going to be covered. That's yeah. willful on the employee's yes, part. It's yeah. intentional. It's self-inflicted. Um, it's not going to be covered if they attempt to hurt someone else on the job and they get hurt. If the employer requires them as a part of the job to use a safety device. Like a hard hat or something. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Say, say they're, they're working on a roof and, and they've got to be tethered and, and they're not. The employee says, you know what, I, I, I just don't want to have it on me. and they're hurt because of the failure to use that safety device, then that's going to be a defense. Okay? Uh, Another one, say the employee is on a scheduled lunch break. The employer's not getting any benefit of that injured worker going out and eating McDonald's. That's not going to be covered. Um, Travel to and from work, Mm -hmm. that is not covered. But if on the way to work the employer says, hey, can you stop by the bank for me? and the employee is injured in that, they're going to be covered because that's, again, benefiting the employer. But say an employee is headed to a job site from the main office. They've got to meet somebody for a meeting, but they decide on the way, I'm going to go and and deviate. I'm going to make a bank run, and they're injured while driving on that bank run. That's not in the course and scope of the employment. Again, no benefit to the employer. Not going to be covered under workers' comp. And if they're not, if they're intoxicated in any way, also right. Which brings up a, a great question. I, I'd love to see how Colorado handles this. You know <laughs> how, how they have legalized marijuana, right? Uh, in in Georgia, if they find alcohol to a certain level, or any kind of illicit illegal drug yeah. in the person's system, that's going to be a bar, right? If that intoxication was somehow a cause for that, give you an example. Say a a courier is stopped at a red light, and he'd been smoking marijuana, but somebody rear-ends him. The fact that he was intoxicated mm-hmm. is not what caused the people behind him to rear-end him. So that's going to be covered right. because the fact that he ingested marijuana did not cause his injury. I, I, I think I think people need an attorney. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, this is quite... Uh, Quite enlightening, Gary. Uh, you know, should I hire an attorney if I'm injured on the job? I think the answer is obvious. 
<laughs> no doubt. But but I'll say this for the employers out there, of which I'm one. You know, mm-hmm. we have 45 people that, that right. work with me. Again, I look at it as a benefit. Mm-hmm. But if you do have somebody hurt on the job, notify your insurance company immediately. And in the event an attorney needs to be provided to you, the insurance company is going to provide that attorney for you. Full disclosure to that attorney. Tell them the truth. Don't worry what effect mm-hmm. it's going to have because you don't want to avoid coverage right. because you're, you're willfully lying about it. You can get in trouble. Yeah. There's civil and criminal penalties not only to an injured worker that's going to go out there and file a fraudulent claim, but to an employer that's going to say, no, no, he wasn't hurt on the job when you, you've got video evidence of it. Come right, on. Right, right, exactly. What's the best way to find an attorney that's best qualified to handle my claim? Do your due diligence. And by that, I mean, you're going to see all kinds of ads everywhere. Mm-hmm. People marketing themselves. Hey, I, I do workers comp, but in the same breath, I'll do divorces, bankruptcy cases, criminal cases. None of those areas have any congruence where right. you're going to learn every day from doing workers comp. Right, right. Or you're going to learn every day from personal injury. A workers comp claim has absolutely nothing to do with a bankruptcy case. So as far as I'm concerned, the, the old adage is, is still true today. Jack of all trades, master of yeah, none. Yeah, sure, sure. You, you've got to make sure that the attorney does this kind of work day in, day out. Um, so, so check out their website. But find out if they're recognized as an expert right. by other attorneys. Okay. Now, right. Gary, I know you a long time, and I know you're going to be a little uncomfortable me asking you this because you're a modest guy. You, you let your... You let your actions speak for themselves, but you're recognized as a super lawyer in workers' comp by other lawyers in Georgia, your peers. What does that mean exactly? Tell the audience what that means, because I know what it means, but I want you to tell tell the audience what it means. It means that others that do this kind of work day in, day out, see you as a specialist in the area. They're saying you're the top 5%. The top all the 5%. That's what I wanted to do. You just kind of work day in, day out. Yeah. Well, congratulations well, on thank that. Thank you. Thank you. That um, doesn't come easy, does it? it? It doesn't. You know, the old uh, nine to five is not what any uh, attorney that comes to our office is expected to do. There's so much effort that goes into that, especially the first 10 to 15 years. Of learning is you've got to put in the time learning the statutes, reading the cases that interpret the statutes. It's not work between nine and five. It's work from six thirty to nine and five to eight when nobody's looking. So you can become, you know, the the expert in in the arena. I would think that even if you're starting out as an attorney and you want to specialize in workers' comp and you do, uh, that probably wouldn't be the best choice because there's a lot to learn through the years like you have, right? Like you just explained and, and being familiar with past cases and press legal precedent and, and as the rules and laws change. You need a veteran handling this kind of stuff, don't you? You really do. Because your attorney is going to be probably facing a veteran on the other end of the stick, right? Oh, the, and I was one that was courted at a law school. The insurance companies are going to go out and hire the people that are top 10% of their classes. Right. And yeah, I, I had choices of firms that I want to go to because they were paying the, right. the top dollars and, and getting a law school. Oh my God, four years at Emory, three years at Mercer Law School. I, th- I thought my grandkids were going to be paying, paying right. off my, my student loans, you know, had so much. So I needed those jobs, but what a great place to be from. 
Right. By that, what a great place to learn how insurance companies handle claims so I could take that knowledge and go and use it for the people that needed the help. Well, you know, Gary, I've known you a long time, but it even comes across, if I never met you before, it comes across today in this interview here on radio, uh, you, you still, after all these years, have a passion for what you do. And uh, it, it's, Jim, it's so gratifying sitting down with, with people and, and setting their mind at ease, saying, I got you. I got you. I'm not worried about your case from a legal standpoint. I'm worried about your case from a medical standpoint. So let's make sure we get these doctors to do what they need to do to find out what's wrong mm-hmm. and to treat you to get you better. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let the insurance company screw with you. You've got protection. I'm here for that. And the way that, that I work for, for my clients, Jim, the way that every attorney that practices workers' comp law here in Georgia has to work is the attorney is not paid by the hour. Mm-hmm. We're not paid by the phone call, the email, the, the conference. We only get paid if there's a recovery for our clients. Every attorney has to charge the same amount. It's just 25% of the proceeds of the recovery. Plus, and I'm so thankful the State Board of Workers' Compensation does this, my fee, any other attorney's fee for the injured worker cannot be paid to that attorney unless and until the state board approves it. So not only does my client have me looking out for their best interest, I don't get paid unless the state board agrees I should be paid. And I am so thankful for that because it's a safeguard for some of these other attorneys that may be out there trying to take advantage of their clients. Well, how important is it to have a, we're here in Georgia, Okay, you're here in Georgia. You, for you, you've always practiced here in Georgia for many, many, many years. How important is it to have an attorney that's based here in Georgia, always been in Georgia, compared to somebody who's from out of state advertising here in Georgia? Yeah, it's one of my pet peeves. Um, anybody can come in here as long as they have an attorney in their office that has a license. They can say, hey, I'm here for the people of Georgia, the citizens of Georgia. I'm mm-hmm. fighting for you. Yet their main office is in Orlando. Right. Or the attorney lives in Florida. Come on. Yeah. That, that's not right. right. One thing that I can assure my clients, if they want to come in and talk to me, meet with me, I am there practically every day. Day. It's my name that's out there. Mm-hmm. So I am going to be intimately involved in all these cases. And I am there to, to sit down, to talk with the clients. You know, when we were growing up, my, my parents had a rule saying, you can't go spend the night at another person's house unless we put our feet under the same table sharing a meal with those other parents. You learn so much by spending time with them. And that's what I tell my clients. Right. Come in, sit down, meet with right. me. We're going to put right. our feet under the same table. You're going to learn who I am, what I'm about. We're going to make sure we hear all of your questions, all your concerns, and together we're going to map out where we need to go. You know, um, I see these, uh, you know, and we don't mention any law firms here uh, because that wouldn't be, wouldn't be right, but I see these billboards and TV advertisements talking about size matters that, you know, we've handled more cases than anybody else in, in the universe and all that. It, what, 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 how, how much water does that, does that hold? What is? Yeah, you, I'll, I'll agree with that in part. And by that, I mean the size of the law firm does matter because if I'm in court, if I'm in a deposition, I want to have somebody else that is there to able, that is able to help my client during that two or three hour period while I'm unavailable. 
I want somebody that I've trained, that knows the law, that can sit there, answer the questions, allay the, the fears, or solve a problem. So size does matter. If you've got a sole practitioner, that's tough. Right, right. You're right. relying on one person to be able to do that. I've got a whole team, right. and we've sent 47 people that work with me. So in that instance, yes, size is important. But I think it's local size. Right. It's local size. It's experience in this area. I'm reminded of uh, the, the founder of Virgin airlines that they ask him, Hey, how do you uh, make a airline that that earns a billion dollars a year? He said, you start with 10 billion. Anybody can settle that $10 million claim for a million. Mm -hmm. Very few of us can turn that $1 million claim into the fair value of 10 million. And that's what we do. Now, how has uh, technology affected the legal profession over the years? <laughs> years ago, you'd walk into a law office, you'd see books everywhere. Mm-hmm. I, I remember. You don't <laughs> look anymore. Like a, look like the city library. Oh, my gosh. You don't anymore. And I think interior decorators are the ones <laughs> that have purchased all those books from the law firms to put it in other uh, places to make it look uh, efficient. But no, everything from legal research to our case management system is all computerized. We spent hundreds of thousands of dollars on our system so we can instantly access our clients' files, communicate with doctors, communicate with clients, communicate with families, communicate with the court. So there is a built-in efficiency that is there that, uh, gosh, when I started practicing, Jim, there were dictation machines. Sure. On our desk. Yeah. And, I, and I begged and pleaded for the firm that I was working with at the time, the insurance defense firm, yeah. give me a computer. I can right. do so much more right. Right. with that. Instead of dictating right. the cassette tape, giving right. that to a secretary, have them type it, right. get back, I make the edits, a waste right. of time. Right. We are so efficient. That's important. I'm going to hold that thought, Gary. We're up against a break again, but uh, you're listening to the All Four Seasons Home Show with super lawyer Gary Martin Hayes. We're going to be back right after this break in our last segment, and Gary's got a lot more to share with you, so don't go away. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And use the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. This is the All Four Seasons Home Show on Extra 106.3. 
Welcome back to the All Four Seasons Home Show. With your sponsor, Dan Watkins. I'm Jim Nearkos. And if you're just joining us, you are have really missed a lot here. We're here with Super Lori Gary Martin Hayes talking about all things with workers' comp. I want to tell you that although we've got another segment here and Gary's going to talk some more, but don't forget to go to the podcast and hear Gary on Apple, Google, Spotify. You can hear the whole show or you can go to the uh, extra 106.3 FM website. All the shows are listed there. Uh, so you don't miss anything Gary has to say, because I can assure you, you w- once you listen to this segment, you're going to be glad you did because it's going to protect you. It's going to educate you because you don't know what's going to happen in the future. I uh, want to remind you to tune in with us every Saturday morning at 9 with a different topic, a different subject matter expert, some of the best businesses in, in Metro Atlanta. Uh, we're happy to be here, part of the Dickey Broadcasting family. Of course, you, uh, from 6 to 9, Monday through Friday, we have the Morning Extra with Tug, Rhino, Carlos, and Flounder, giving you the straight news, no spin, no BS. You're going to hear the straight news from the Morning Extra. Also, we're glad to have, welcome back, Mr. Wonderful, the talk master, Neil Bortz, is here with us. Also, the Kimmer, Kim Peterson, is with us. So this is the place to be, Extra 106.3 FM, the home of Fox News Radio and Atlanta's only conservative news talk station. Getting back to Gary Martin Hayes. Gary? Yeah, Jim, I'm sorry. I was downloading the Extra 106.3 app. Well, of course. you. That, see, even Gary's downloaded <laughs> the Extra 106.3 FM app on your smartphone. Download it and stream 24-7, just like the super lawyer does. We've been talking about workers' comp here. And, Gary, talk to us about workers' comp. I know we covered a lot of topics. So let's go ahead and, and, and finish it up here and make sure we don't leave anything out. Yeah, bottom line, if you're an injured worker, you're hurt on the job, please talk to an attorney. If not us, talk to someone, but someone that specializes in this area. There is no charge. It's free consultation. You're going to get a lot of information out of this. If you're an employer, please understand, you cannot be sued. If your employee is injured on the job, think of it as a benefit. You are protected, but I would encourage you to contact your insurance company immediately. If you need a lawyer, they will provide a lawyer to you per your insurance contract. But think of it as a safety net that's going to protect injured workers. It's also going to protect employers. And if an injured worker is hurt and there's comp insurance, it doesn't fall back on society. The people that are involved in that worker getting hurt, they're going to be the ones that cover everything. And I think one of the most important points that are made, I mean, you know, it should be it's an obvious point, but one that's overlooked is make sure you've got an you've got a, an attorney who is ex- specializes in workers comp and has been in right in there in in the mud for years right that knows everything and been battling and staying up on everything and legal precedent right Gary there is a sausage making process <laughs> to the law and I tell you we're constantly learning and, right. and if you're not approaching it like that it's not a profession mm-hmm. uh, they call it the practice of law for a reason because you're constantly trying to do everything you can to perfect the craft for the benefit of the the, uh, the client that's well I've known about. you a long time and I know there's several times during the course of every year you go off to seminars you're uh, you're, you're always getting more education right going to seminars but oftentimes actually giving seminars, right, like teaching right. other lawyers how we do what we do. Because t- to me, it, it's about sharing the knowledge that we've learned to help everybody. Well, I know you've always been uh, very involved. Uh, if I may step aside just a minute, Gary, you've always been a big uh, community advocate. You've always been involved in the community. And I, if you could just share a few things that that you've done in the community to help different charities and that kind of thing. I think that you've always considered the, the, the firm Gary Martin Hayes and Associates 
as part of the community and always wanted to give back and felt responsible to always be involved in the community. Touch on that a little bit. Yeah, I, I think it's our obligation. I, I really do. I, and I your think parents taught you that, didn't they? My, my mom and dad instilled that in us from an early age. You know, whenever we go out the door, think about how you can help someone else today. Mm-hmm. You know, do the right thing, make the right choices, but what can you do today to help someone else? And yeah, we, we do have a, a profession, a business within the community. I want it to be a community that I am proud of because it, it's where I live. It's where my family is, where my kids go to school. We go to church. Why not do all we can do to make our community the best that it can be? So to, that, that's, that's just a calling, but to me it's so doggone important. And, and it's something that, that we take very seriously at our firm. Every quarter we're doing something to help one of the charities one of the philanthropic organizations within our community. This year, we're doing something, uh, Lunches for Love. We're collecting foods. We're collecting coats. We're doing something to help the food bank within Gwinnett County. Well, uh, Gary, and I'm, like I said, I've known you since 1993, and you have always, uh, you're very successful. You're, you're, you know, everybody in Atlanta knows Gary Martin Hayes. But I remember when nobody knew you, and I, I remember when you were trying to figure out how to pay the electric bill every month, and you always were giving even back then when you didn't have as much to give. I would share my beanie weenies or, or my uh, <laughs> little raviolis with, with anybody and everybody. And you're one of the, you're, you're one of the guys, uh, one of the good guys that uh, uh, you've become tremendously successful in every way. And but you've never forgotten where you come from. You've never forget. You've never forgotten your friends, the little people like like little Jimmy Niarcos. Oh, come on, Jim. (laughs) You know it's the little people that make the big people big. So so thank you for that. There you go. There you go. Now now Gary, you know I said originally here at the beginning of the show that you're a published author. You talk about what you've done as far as what what you've written and published. Oh my goodness. Um, You know I wrote the book. On workers' compensation, <laughs> I know you did. Attorneys. I know you did. I, I wrote the book on personal injury claims mm-hmm. for other attorneys. I wrote the book on wrongful death claims here in Georgia. I uh, wrote the book on inadequate security claims. That's something that that I have a passion for. Once you've mastered the craft, share it with others right. because there are new attorneys coming out that don't know what they don't know right. essentially, right. but they also need a roadmap on how to handle these claims. So if you're a new attorney, I encourage you to go get these books, learn from it, but also be tutored by someone that has done this kind of work for years. Jim, it's hard to believe I'm going to be practicing now 34 years. Amazing. Come uh, March. Yeah. Isn't that great? 30, we're getting old. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm telling you, but you still look good, Gary. You yeah. still look good. Yeah, I don't yeah. smell old, but yeah, we're, we're, we're starting to look old. <laughs> and you got a beautiful sure. family. How's the family doing? Good. Everybody's Everybody, doing well. Everybody's yeah, doing good, right? Wife, Any Sherry. future lawyers there? No, thank God. Uh, <laughs> teachers. Um, one of our daughters wants to go into acting. The other oh. wants to do TV right. uh, journalism. So we'll see. Fantastic. Well, we'll this see. is a place here in Georgia with TV and movies no and, and that kind of thing. Now. Um, I know that you uh, had said that you would like to, and you're always trying to help. You're always trying to give. There's something that you want to do for the All Four Seasons Home audience, and what what is that? Yeah, I'd, I'd be happy to share a digital copy of the book that I wrote. It's called The Authority on Workers' Compensation Claims in Georgia. If you'll email me, 
Gary, that's G-A-R-Y, at Gary Martin Hayes, and Hayes is H-A-Y-S. So Gary at GaryMartinHayes.com. If you email me saying, I'd like a digital copy of your book, I'd be happy to send it to him. Not only for workers' comp, personal injury, wrongful death, inadequate security, any of those claims. Wow. Hey, folks, please take advantage of that. You're, you're, you'll never regret that. And, and Gary, how, how do people get, first of all, I want you to talk about your different locations and how people get in touch with you, the areas that you cover and serve. Yeah, we're all over Metro Atlanta. Our main office is in Duluth. That's where we're, we're doing all of our, our legal work. But we do have satellite locations in Conyers, in Gainesville, in um, Marietta, mm-hmm. downtown Atlanta, right near the Fox. You can see the Fox right out of our, our front window. Uh, and they can go to GaryMartinHayes.com. That's their website. I've got so many videos on there that, that help them understand Georgia law. But the, the phone number, 1-800-WIN-WIN-1. Gary Martin Hayes, thank you. We appreciate you coming here. Will you come back again in the I'd future? I'd love to. All right, great, to. folks. seems like the only time we can catch up, Jim. That's so great right. To see that's you. true. That's true. It's GaryMartinHayes.com, right? That's correct. Folks, t- hey, take advantage of this show because it's probably the best show of the year. You have a great week and join us next Saturday morning at 9 right here on Extra 106.3 FM. Make the most out of your daily commute or next road trip in a new Audi from Audi Atlanta. And what better way to do it than behind the wheel of a stylish Audi A5 Sportback. Hey, it's Finn, along with my friends at Audi Atlanta, here to introduce this city to the Audi A5 Sportback. With a versatile and athletic design, the beauty lies within. Combining the sleekness of a coupe with the practicality of a four-door hatchback. And right now, you can lease the Audi A5 Sportback for $537 per month. Find yours at AudiAtlanta.com. And you the Jim Ellis Expressway to start or complete your entire purchase online or shop in person on Petrie Boulevard just inside the perimeter. Experience the thrill of driving like never before at Audi Atlanta. Offer applies to a 36-month lease, 2024 Audi A5 Sportback 40, 537 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 4731 due at signing. Example stock number A25954 MSRP 49,905 excludes tax, tag, and title fees. Offer expires 531.24 with approved credit. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Camp Margaritaville RV Resort, where you can just breathe in and breathe out. (sighs) Or move. There's biking, boating, arcade games, hiking, nearby golfing. Or fly through the new Fins Up Water Park. Thrills, chills, twists, and turns. This could be you. Camp Margaritaville at Lanier Islands. An easy one-hour drive from Atlanta. Book your stay today at Camp Margaritaville Lanier Islands.com.